You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bills. I'm your host, Matthew Fairburn. I cover the Buffalo Bills for NewYorkUpstate.com and Syracuse.com. It is Wednesday, August 31st. I am recording this episode from a lovely Fairfield Inn in Farmington Hills, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, where the Bills will play their preseason finale against the Lions on Thursday night. Day 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 Jordan Gay. So the Bills have just one kicker now. Uh, they will not carry two kickers. They won't carry a kickoff specialist, at least to start the season. Uh, they signed linebacker Raymond Humber, from the who got cut by the New England Patriots on Tuesday. He played six years in New Orleans, including three for Rob Ryan. So he's got a ton of experience in the system. He profiles as a bit of a weak side linebacker, which I think they need at this point. Uh, you know, they've, they're lacking depth there. It's just Zach Brown, uh, and behind him, it's, it's pretty weak. So I think this guy has a chance to make the team. He'll probably play quite a bit on Thursday night and get every chance uh, to make the team. So we'll see what happens. I think that's an interesting move. It, it, it's obviously a story people were following closely, whether this team would keep a kicker or keep a kickoff specialist uh, and use that roster spot or not. Right now, they're not using it. Uh, and I think a lot of people would agree they can't afford that luxury, so makes sense that they made that move. The Bills also claimed center Patrick Lewis uh, later in the day on Wednesday, uh, and they he was cut by the Seahawks on, on Tuesday. Uh, he's a guy that, that has some experience in the league, has experience playing center. Uh, they cut Jameson Lalk, an undrafted guy, to make room for him, uh, but I think, you know, Patrick Lewis is a guy who started at center for the Seahawks in 2015. And, you know, maybe a, a bit of a surprise to some that he got got cut. But I think, uh, you know, his experience will be valuable. That's a spot where they, they definitely need some depth. Ryan Groy and Fernando Velasco not necessarily cutting it at the interior of the offensive line. Uh, and now it'll be interesting to see if they do still decide to keep, you know, four tackles. Uh, or if maybe uh, they beef up the interior a little bit. Because I think Patrick Lewis is a guy who also has a chance to make this team, no doubt about it, because that's a spot they're weak at. And you don't claim a guy this late in the game if you don't see a spot for him. So I think they have a shot. Uh, both these guys they signed have a shot to make the team. Uh, and it's got to make some guys pretty nervous. But uh, I think, um, you know, the preseason game will go a long way towards determining whether both of those guys make the team. And, you know, 
there's still a lot uh, left uh, to settle with this roster. So we'll get into some of that Thursday morning's episode. But for now, let's talk a, a little bit. I mean, you know, it's a week and a half until the season starts. So, uh, you know, it's it's worth, uh, you know, exploring the idea of, you know, what this team's ceiling is, what this team's floor is. I think Elliot Harrison did a great job of it over on NFL.com. You can go check that out. Um, but I think uh, this is a tough team to predict in a lot of ways. And uh, Elliot Harrison says the ceiling for the Bills is 11-5. and five. Uh, And, you know, he says they hit that ceiling if, you know, they get improvement from Tyrod Taylor and, and Sammy Watkins. Uh, you know, if Sammy Watkins stays healthy and Tyrod Taylor takes a step forward. I think that, you know, I've talked about it before on the show. I've talked about it, uh, you know, on various radio interviews that I've done. That, to me, is the key for this team in 2016. Tyrod Taylor and Sammy Watkins improving. You know, you, you, you look at this defense sometimes and you think, you know, this, that's how the team is supposed to win with Rex Ryan as a head coach and with the way they played in 2014. And I get that. If the defense improves, that's definitely a, a nice sign for this team. Uh, but they lost a lot, a lot of talent on that defense as well. I mean, Marcel Darius is suspended for the first four games of the season. Uh, you know, Reggie Ragland's gone for the year with a torn ACL. Shaq Lawson uh, is out until at least November. There's no guarantee that, that he'll be a big impact player in his first year in the league. So uh, there's a lot of question marks on that defense. But there's a lot to get excited about with the Bills' offense. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is now in year two in this system. I think, you know, he's poised to take a step forward. This is This is the time where you expect him to make that move forward. And I think... You know, a healthy Sammy Watkins is the biggest way he does that. Is the ceiling 11 and five? Maybe. I, I think it's hard to give them a 12 and four type of ceiling, uh, just because of the schedule. It's really tough. They play in a tough division, but uh, I do think everything in the NFL often comes down to the quarterback. And so, if if Tyrod Taylor takes that next step, maybe this team can go, you know, 12 and four. Uh, I don't know that this is, you know, an, an upstart 14 and two, 13 and three, or even 12 and four team, but Somewhere in that 11 or 12 win range is not out of the question if things go really well on offense. Another thing I would add is that LaShawn McCoy needs to stay healthy. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to overlook how important he can be to this offense, uh, but a healthy LaShawn McCoy changes the game. Uh, it, it changes how Tyrod Taylor uh, operates in the pocket, changes, you know, how defenses have to game plan for this team. I mean, LaShawn McCoy out of the backfield as a receiver is a great weapon for this offense to have. Uh, and so if he stays healthy, if the offensive line stays healthy to protect uh, Tyrod Taylor and open up holes for LaShawn McCoy, look out. I mean, this offense takes a step forward. You never know what could happen. I, I think it's almost assumed that the defense will take a step forward because, I mean, they were 19th in the league last year, close to the bottom of the league in sacks. Hard to go too much backwards from where they were a year ago but I think you know it's I don't know if they can take a big enough step forward to be the thing you know the the driving force of this team making a massive turnaround and going to the playoffs and things like that maybe I'm wrong but to me it's all about the offense the offense is what you get excited about watching this team the offense is what gives you hope that you know maybe they can go to the playoffs so I think if you're looking for a reason to get excited about the Buffalo Bills, it's those three guys on offense. Tyrod Taylor, Sammy Watkins, LaShawn McCoy. 
those are the guys who are going to make the biggest impact heading into their second year in Greg Roman's offense. If anything goes awry with those guys, if any of them get hurt, uh, that's where this team could spiral out of control. And that's where you talk about what's the floor for the Buffalo Bills. A very fair question. The funny thing uh, I, I can... Uh, I, the funny thing about it is as much has gone wrong in training camp and in the offseason, I think the floor isn't as low as people think it is. I don't think this is a team that could completely bottom out and finish 2-14 and 14 or 4-12. Four, four and 12. I don't look at that as this type of team. So when Elliot Harrison says the floor is 6-10, and 10, I buy that. I think, you know, five or six wins is the absolute floor. And you're, the, the floor you're talking about, you know, he, he mentioned if the defense doesn't take a step forward, uh, you know, and LaShawn McCoy gets hurt, maybe they don't reach their ceiling or maybe they hit their floor. To me, you know, as I mentioned, same thing. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Sammy Watkins gets hurt. And like Elliot Harrison mentioned, if LaShawn McCoy gets hurt, then you're talking about a team that could hit its floor. Uh, but to me, uh, that floor still isn't as terrible as you think it might be because uh, I think there's just too much talent on this roster. Rex Ryan teams have traditionally fought through, you know, fought through the season. They don't generally pack it in. He had one really bad year in New York, but a lot of times I just don't think you're going to see this team completely quit uh, the way a team that wins four games or two games, uh, you know, the way those types of teams quit. To me, this isn't that type of team. They do have quite a bit of talent, uh, and I think that's evidenced by, you know, we're talking about some some national uh, media and how they, they you know, view this team. Uh, I think, you know, ESPN's John Clayton wrote today that the Bills have eight blue-chip players on their roster. I mean, that's that's a, a talented football team, and I think it, it's easy to forget that, you know, they, are, they do have some talented players, uh, and they do have guys that can can make a difference you're talking about an, an offensive line that has Cordy Glenn Richie Incognito and Eric Wood I mean that's a good left side of the offensive line you've got LaShawn McCoy and Sammy Watkins uh, you've got on defense Marcel Darius Ronald Darby Stephon Gilmore not to mention Kyle Williams uh, they have a lot of talent uh, they have guys that can have played in this league that I mean this team just hasn't done the the whole bottom out thing in recent years they just really haven't they've they've got too much talent on both sides of the ball uh really and I, I think it's a team that even if things go awry uh five or six wins is is going to be easy for them uh to to, to reach so I, I think it's an interesting question because this is a team that's hard to to pick you know it's a team that uh, people are having a hard time figuring out exactly where they're going to finish in the league, but uh, it, it's because there is so much unknown about this team, and and there is a lot that that you wonder about heading into that first game, what they're going to look like on offense, what they're going to look like on defense, and really whether they're going to stay healthy. Because to me, that might be the the biggest question mark, uh, and that's the biggest question mark for any team across the league. Uh, but it's particularly an issue for the Bills, who have uh, players who are very 
uh, you know, important, and they don't have guys that are behind them that can necessarily step in and, and stop the bleeding. But you could say it about any team. Uh, you know, the, the health uh, is obviously going to be the most important factor for most teams in the NFL. So uh, I don't know. You guys let me know. You know, find me on Twitter, at Matthew Fairburn. Let me know what you think uh, the floor and the ceiling is for this Buffalo Bills team because uh, I think it's an inter interesting question to ponder. I think a lot of people have already... Uh, kind of written off the bills, especially nationally and even locally. And I, I can't blame some fans who, who have you know already started to kind of panic a little bit uh, with with the way the everything has gone this off season, and especially in training camp with injuries, suspensions, and what have you. But uh, it's an interesting question to ponder because I, I think you know even if things go completely awry, I, I just don't know it's going to be that bad i mean six wins would be bad uh, you know bills fans have suffered through enough of those years but to me uh it could could be worse um i got a couple of questions i'll get to you once again you can find me on twitter at matthew fairburn you can send any questions there happy to take any suggestions for the show any questions you guys have um you know the, the questions have been great so far just a couple left over uh for today uh mickey asks so cardale is ready to play he asked that after the Bills cut Austin Trainer. Yes, Cardale Jones is ready to play on Thursday night. We'll talk a lot more about that on Thursday morning show previewing the game. Cardale Jones is ready. He said, you know, his his shoulder was a little sore, um, and he's still working off some rust. He's healthy enough to play, and he wants to get out there. He wants to get the work because let's face it, Thursday night might be the last time he plays in a football game until next preseason, uh, given that he's third on the depth chart uh, and and firmly third on the depth chart. And I think it's an important game for him, and we'll get into why and, and what I'm looking for from him against the Lions on Thursday morning show, but he will play. Uh, the Bills signed Austin Trainer almost as a insurance option in case Cardell couldn't play, and they would they would have to throw Austin Trainer out there. But Cardell Jones playing is not only good for Cardell Jones, but it's good for the wide receivers that have been practicing with him uh, all summer and who are competing for roster spots. Uh, they get to play with a quarterback that they're more comfortable with as opposed to a guy who just got here. So uh, definitely a, a positive sign for Cardell Jones. Parker asks, what do you make of Kane Coulter still being on the roster? Is there some special teams value that we're not seeing? I think so. I think Kane Coulter does provide some special teams value. I think maybe he's more comfortable uh, with Cardell Jones than... Greg Little is, uh, you know, Greg Little was the guy that got cut instead of Kane Coulter. To me, Greg Little, they had probably seen everything they needed to see from Greg Little uh, and needed to get those reps to somebody else. Maybe they want to give Kane Coulter one last look. Maybe there is something we aren't seeing because remember, Greg Roman had mentioned they're evaluating everything, not just when the ball is thrown. And, uh, you know, that's why it's hard to, to judge a, a wide receiver competition sometimes when you don't have practice tape and you don't have these other things that the coaches lean on to see every single route a guy's running and to see how he's responding to coaching and picking up the offense. We'll see. Maybe that's a guy that they, they have a plan for. To me, he's still a long shot to make the roster. Right now, Walt Powell uh, and and Des Lewis and Jarrett Boinkin are, and Kane Coulter are really fighting for what will be one spot, maybe two spots. And special teams is a big part of that. A lot to prove for some of these guys on, on teams because – uh, you know that that's a a really big uh, a really big part of deciding these final cuts. Uh, one more, um, you know, 
it is about Bryce and Albright. Uh, RVH Investing, you know, said he was high on Albright, and he thinks Croy will get cut, and you know, Albright will end up making the team, and you know, having six weeks to prove himself before Shaq Lawson comes back. That's an interesting debate. If it comes down to straight up Bryson Albright versus Croy Bierman, who do you take? To me, I think I'm taking Bryson Albright. I haven't seen enough from Croy Bierman to say for sure that that's a guy that I want on this team because he he's obviously been around the league a while, but you just don't see the juice that you see uh, from a guy like Bryson Albright, who, mind you, is nothing special as an athlete or a player, but he was extremely productive in college, and he's shown some flashes. In my opinion, he's shown more flashes than Croy Bierman has. At the very least, I would think the Bills would love to stash a guy like Bryson Albright on the practice squad, uh, but maybe he does enough in this preseason finale to uh, you know, give himself a chance to make the roster because they are pretty thin there. Uh, but that is the final question. Again, uh, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. You can find all of our past shows on iTunes or on audioboom.com by searching Locked On Bills. I am your host, Matthew Fairburn. We will be back tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, September 1st, to preview the Bills' final preseason game against the Lions. I will be in. I, I am in Detroit now uh, to cover the game, and uh, so we'll have you covered at NewYorkUpstate.com Friday and Saturday. Uh, at some point, the Bills will have to make some cuts, and I am planning on having my first guest on the show. Uh, still working out the details on that, but. Stay tuned. Probably early next week, we'll have the first guest on the show. I think he will uh, provide the most interesting uh, conversation we've had on the podcast so far. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.